Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to the Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. We have an important broadcast today. In about one month from now, It's going to be the fifth anniversary of the 1 October Las Vegas shooting in which the official narrative and investigation states that a 64-year-old man named Stephen Paddock fired his bump stock equipped rifle out of his 32nd floor Mandalay Bay hotel suite into a crowd of people, of concert goers, attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival at the time. Now, um, right away I went to work on this. And when I say I went to work on it, I'm talking I went to work on it. And so did other people. And we got a very special guest with us. John Cullen is with us. He's going to going to be um, going through that night, unfolding it with me to the best of our recollection because we both have thousands of hours of investigation into the 1 October Las Vegas massacre that John Cullen and I believe... And not only believe, we know because we've gone through all the evidence that helicopters were airborne illegally in illegal hovers with their transponders turned off behind and below the roof line of the Mandalay Bay, creeping around the Harvest 91 Music Festival 10 minutes before the shooting and through the duration of the shooting. And there's eyewitness testimony that helicopters were involved. There's eyewitness testimony that shooters were hanging out of helicopters. There's eyewitness testimony that side doors on helicopters were open with men in there with guns. There's testimony and that hostages were taken at a helicopter tour facility there's eyewitness testimony that people were shot all over Vegas that night after the shooting stopped because I think I mean I'm not I don't got all of these little nuances sitting right in front of me I do on on a couple things and I could probably go through it but like right now um, I'm going to say there's going to going to be some generalization just from my memory and I haven't really gone into this deep in years but the shooting started at 
ish p.m i believe and um john correct me if i'm wrong but uh 10.05 the shooting started now the shooting was actually kicked off with a single shot sniper shot a single hype you know rifle um not coming from the mandalay bay but rather coming from the south side of the venue up at an elevated position possibly the to the south of the mandalay bay on the rooftop of the conservatory or coliseum i can't remember what they call it um i think it's like a conservatory and it's kind of connected to all this stuff and the amount of investigation that goes into this i'm going to let john colin uh talk about it but um he uh jumped in on this helicopter thing and started going through the flight data it seemed crazy at first and once we got into it it was absolutely insane uh john colin welcome to the show uh it's a pleasure to have you back on it's been a while since we've talked you were instrumental in getting the truth out with this las vegas um shooting and um i guess let's just dive in john people don't understand what a journalist like me goes through and what i risk for this and the amount of work that goes into this this isn't just like i'm a new york times reporter that's on the fucking payroll or whatever this is like the the real deal well it's great to be here with you and thank you for having me on the show it's great to be here with you bethany and uh, good to hear you as well aaron um i love the work that aaron did on the film that you did uh i guess i had a little cameo appearance and, uh, uh yeah Shack- Shackle Shackle to to silence, silence, right? yeah that was great man aaron did a great job <laughs> by the way and it um, was awesome well, he was Very down. That means a lot. The whole thing was just dynamite. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. And how long ago was that? When when did you guys shoot that? Aaron, when was that? September. September 2020. It's been uh, almost wow. two years now. Two years. It's towards the end of 2020. During the Breonna September, Taylor yeah. protest, remember? Yeah. That's the night that you did your interview. It was the Breonna Taylor protest. I remember that. Yep. I remember. Yeah. You were filming in the streets and everything. It was a crazy time. Well, they said anyone so, in the street would be arrested, and it was martial law, yeah. and we're like roaming around with like thousands of dollars it, of camera For those of you gear. who are listening who haven't seen Shackled to Silence, you need to take some time this weekend and watch the film. It's really, really important. And uh, I guess Shepard and I, we met, um, I guess, about five years ago. Yeah, And it was really Shep that put me on the map back when the Vegas shooting took place. And Telehub was like a was like a thing. And Telehub was powerful. Yeah, and they kind of dwindled it. And I kind of um, switched up some of my like career moves for a minute. But I'm thinking about kicking it in the high gear again. But yeah, you're like a lot of times, too, people don't re- know how powerful Intelehub was. I mean, to give you guys an example, Alex Jones used to personally call me. And be like, dude. You used to be on the show all the time. Yeah, he, you no, were no, on no, Alex's he, show. He would call me and be like, Alex, dude, your Info website's Wars fucking your website. big, bro. It's it was, it's everywhere. Right? Like it's it, on fucking everything. Like <laughs> you know. And um it, it is true. I mean, it was literally in the upper one percent traffic tier on the world wide web, but in the upper one thousandth of that percent out of over two billion websites. So if you can imagine. Oh, it was big. And again, I used to go to InfoWars and go to IntelliHub to find out what the counter narratives were. And when you started to pay attention to my work on YouTube, and then you published the first thing that referenced one of my videos, I was like in shock. At at the time, I was like, oh my God, I made it. I'm famous. IntelliHub is, you know, talking about my videos. It was a huge thing for me. And I had a small channel on YouTube. I think I had a couple thousand followers. And you and I ended up talking. We ended up getting on Skype together. And we had a conversation via Skype. And we started talking, comparing notes. And I think you and I were really the only two people 
that were looking at this helicopter thing seriously. Well, Laura Loomer and was out there fucking, uh, Laura Loomer was doing a, her thing, you know, and, but her, but she her wasn't thing, really on the helicopter. Well, anymore. no, no, she no. She was totally not on it. And, and, and so like her, Laura Loomer's thing was of officials lied, which everyone basically knew. And I'm coming out and saying that again right now to reiterate it. But like, um, like like you know everyone knew they were like kind of hiding something especially like the people in yeah. vegas so um you know laura kept saying it was isis laura's angle was it was an isis thing and she uncovered a lot of real interesting twists one of the things that laura uncovered i made a video about this what about that parking so ticket the, or whatever remember that we yeah, got to go to a break wait remember what you're going to talk about and we got to go to a break we'll be right back john collins okay. our guest Las Vegas shooting truth. This is going to be amazing. Stay tuned. Hi everyone. Shepard Ambellis here. And I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis talk network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests. Chop it up 24, seven, 365 news, talk and commentary. ATN.live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, The Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepherd Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails, sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Support the network, support the show, go to ATN.live, scroll down to the bottom, show some love. Uh, we got John Collin with us. He's our special guest. Uh, we met about five years ago working on the Las Vegas shooting together um, on the uh, research. And see, I don't have to, I'm one of these guys, like I know a lot of people in Hollywood. I know a lot of famous people. I don't even name drop anything. I know... I want to say I know like hundreds, but I like I can't, you know, of of known people, predominant people. And you know what? I I would um, 
I'd rather just work with the right person, you know, someone that's just real down to do something like Aaron Cole was during Shackled to Silence or uh, John right here. So, uh, John, it was great working with you and you were instrumental in this. So we were talking about Laura Loomer and basically she was pulling like stunts to where they were like publicity stunts and she would say the sheriff's line and then she'd fucking call him out in the press conference. And then she would make mainstream media and we wouldn't, um, although Tucker did touch on the helicopter issue. Okay. So we got until the bottom of the hour at the 30 minute mark is our next break. And then I'm going to let John take over the show. But, um, John, let's just, um, go through that night without getting me sued on here mentioning certain company names um let's break down what um what took place to the best of our memory just putting it all together okay i'm gonna kick it off okay i got sure. this article in front of me that's posted at intellihub.com right now called helicopters lurked in an illegal hover from a strategic vantage before transponders went dark moments before the massacre now um at 9:47 p.m uh john was it 10:05 that the massacre took place about 10:04. so Okay, so yeah, so just before ten oh five is when we get the first shot. Right. Okay, and right then and then they don't really tell you about that, and we'll talk about that. So at nine forty seven, so we're talking like right. like thirteen minute, you know, like twelve, thirteen minutes before a southward bound Airbus E C one thirty helicopter, which we know exactly what company this is, and I had a run in with them and it's pretty scary shit. Uh, displaying the call sign MH854 arrives just west of the Mandalay Bay and appears to hover. Now, it's it actually goes into a hover. It's doing this on flight radar, and we have video evidence of this. And it's illegal to hover in Vegas without a permit. You can't fly below building lines. Too. Everything has to have a pre-programmed program flight path, and especially tour helicopters have to adhere to to strict um, measures and flight plans. Okay, so two minutes later at 9.49, this is like 11, this is um, like 14 minutes before the shooting or whatever because it happened at like 10.05. So, um, so, um, all right, this is like 16 minutes. So two minutes later, a southward bound EC-130 helicopter displaying the call sign MH-848. So there's mh 854 and now MH848, same company, arrives just to the west side of the Mandalay Bay and appears to hover right in that spot. And it's on radar and we got it on video. And the fact that it's on video is just mind blowing because like I said, you can't go into a hover. There's literally dudes that thought they were filming a movie set with helicopters firing on people and shit. And I mean, I've talked to eyewitnesses that saw that. I mean, it's like insane. Okay, 9.50 p.m. A minute later. So now we're at 15 minutes exactly before the shooting. And a southward bound Airbus EC-130 helicopter displaying the call sign MH-858 arrives just west of the Mandalay Bay. Now we got um, three helicopters here. They are all from the same company, all displaying their own call, call signs. Now on the it's flat youtube channel and the links in this article posted at intelhub.news uh on the it's flat youtube channel it establishes that mh854 and mh848 were flying southbound just to the west of the mandalay bay as the radar shows between the hours of 9:47 and 9:49, so um, we have visual confirmation of this. There, it is not a glitch. Okay, I'm telling you people that right now, it is not a glitch. That's that's solid. Okay, using uh, an unedited video posted to the Archangel Studios YouTube channel that John and I, I think we refer to it as like first shots or something like that. Um, he has another name for it too. Um, this video establishes a reference point. And because me and John and I have done thousands of hours into this, if you can imagine, we've actually been on Google Earth and put that little man view into the venue, inside it, and outside it. 
in at every little exact spot where people are and we can see the sliver between the Mandalay Bay and the Delano, which is the same. It's two different hotels, but it's one hotel and they got a, they're like two high rises, one shorter than the other. Um, the, there's a, a sliver of airspace there. That's where these things are hovering and they turn their transponders off. They, t- they went dark dude on the strip, bro. Like helicopters went dark straight up covert and they're in a hover for 15 plus minutes okay now they're in the most opportune eagle eye bird's nest view and they're also at the right angle strategically behind the delano and manalee bay but in a, a sliver of airspace that as to which when they fire, it somewhat simulates the angle of gunfire at that range that Steven Paddock was firing from, from supposedly, allegedly, purportedly firing from, from the 32nd floor, which he never did because I'll tell you right now, there was one shot fired from the 32nd floor that um, I identified and John knows what I'm talking about. Um, when SWAT breached that room, the breach charge was the only thing that had smoke. There wasn't no 1200 rounds worth of pistol gun smoke in there from full auto hundred round mags with bump stocks. There was no broken glass. SWAT said, I reported it. SWAT said, we got no broken glass. John reported it. We got no broken glass. We got no broken glass. They're not, they're not, they're not fucking falling down on their ass because they're rolling around on 1200 shells, spent shell casings from five, five, six NATO. Nope. Nothing's smoking. Well, I'll tell you what, someone opened fire on me by accident in an apartment one time. And it was one bullet out of a nine millimeter Glock. And that gun smoke filled that apartment. So the dude would have been straight up dead in there and it would, it would have been billowing smoke out. So anyways, um, there's these helicopters lurking around and they're in this sliver and then they go dark. John Cullen, why don't you uh, jump in here? Um, what do you remember to this point? We're getting up to the shooting there. There's like something like 11 volleys of a hundred rounds The we've done analysis on the 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 sound of everything that's another thing that we spent hundreds of hours on sound analysis sound wave analysis firing rates of all weapons platforms cyclic rates how do they sound do they clack back are they anti-aircraft uh go into that a little bit john well the the audio aspect of it turned out to be a bit of a wild goose chase for me early on one of the things I kind of latched into was this sound that I was hearing in the background on Tall Ace of Spades. And <clears throat> I started Tall to Tall Ace of Spades, when he on. says that, he's referring to a specific video. We have code names right. for every video. Yeah, so that's first shots, Tall Ace of Spades. So there were two sort of touchstone videos that, that Shepard and I probably spent at least 500 hours each watching. One we, we refer to as Tall Ace of Spades, first shots, and that was filmed by a guy in a cowboy hat wearing a GoPro. And then there's another uh, piece of footage that was filmed by Raymond Page. And that was filmed on Las Vegas Boulevard. And he was, uh, I, I think, uh, working for the county and had a county vehicle and was assisting. So those two pieces of footage in the early days were kind of the only real lengthy pieces of footage that we had to go on because we didn't have any of the body cam stuff. But as you were saying, if you go back to the night it happened, October 1st, 2017, I was living in Thailand at the time. And 10 p.m. in Las Vegas was uh, noon in Thailand. So it was 12 in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, Drudge Report starts lighting up like a Christmas tree that there's a a mass shooting in Las Vegas. And so I go to Facebook, I go to Twitter and it, it basically in real time, you're seeing people posting stuff as to what was happening. 
And by 1.30 in the morning, 90 minutes later, Sheriff Lombardo comes out and says that, that we've got our guy. It looks like a lone gunman. And uh, it appears that this thing is over and we got the guy and it was just a single shooter. I'm thinking, how the hell did you guys get somebody up onto the rooftop of all those hotels uh, in 90 minutes? Remember when the glass got broken out like way later, like 45 minutes later? <laughs> yeah, that was at Bellagio. So, so there's this video footage that comes in from a woman at Bellagio saying that they, the windows were just shot out at the front of the hotel and they're trying to quiet it up and cover it up. So this was happening at the same time. And it just seemed like something was wrong. There was cognitive dissonance super early. Like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? It's one guy. You, you got somebody to the top of the Excalibur? You got you got guys up on the roof already. Yeah, you know they they the what what set my feelers went off on this because like when I when I latch onto a topic that it's one that I put like thousands of hours in, it's because there's a reason, and basically I want to get to the bottom of it because I know something's sure. up. Well, what triggered you us? Like it. what? Like what was it? It was just too much for one guy. I can't remember like what triggered me on that. Right. Well, I shoot recreationally. And as a recreational shooter, I have a thousand rounds. Are you kidding me? Do you know how uh, if I go shoot 50, 60 rounds in an outing, I'm kind of wiped out. Bro, at the end. I, know, I bought one of those uh, 5,000 round bricks of AK ammo once and it's brutal. Like it you took like a year and out. a half to go through that because <laughs> it's like it, yeah. it fucking beats your body up. Yeah, it's exhausting. So. When I shoot recreationally, I shoot long distance and I don't shoot rapid fire. So you take your time. But again, it takes a toll on you. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a thousand rounds. Well, I started investigating these video clips that were available on YouTube. You started doing the same thing. I started to publish some of these findings and I was spotting these dots of light in the air. And what Shepard was talking about earlier was this software tool that we both were using. And there was another guy on YouTube that was publishing some stuff from uh, Fight Radar. And Shepard and I were obviously both watching this guy's stuff because we both kind of latched onto it. I think the guy's, uh, what was it, Truth Tower? Yeah, Truth, Truth, uh, Truth Tracker or some shit. Truth Tracker, that's right. So Truth Tracker. So Truth Tracker Shout was posting the stuff Truth about Track. Fight Radar. I never heard of Flight Radar in my life. So this guy's posting this stuff, and I'm checking. And I did. I was aware of Flight Radar, and did. I've done a lot of investigation with it. So like, I I I went right. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I knew nothing about it. So you clearly, you know, you latched on to it, and I don't remember if you had published any of my stuff prior to. Well, also there was a guy. There was a guy monograph who came out and said that uh, he suspected it was an air assault, and um. That intrigued me because I he, thought that was weird, though. Well, you know, it, you know what? He he's he's he latches on to his. He's done some pretty impressive stuff, and it might seem out there, but he'll latch on to something and he'll feel it. And uh, he caught on early, though. He basically just kind of felt like it had to be an aerosol, right? You know, but he didn't offer any evidence. And no, I'm thinking, and, and he he wasn't really covering it, but um. That but he has these real good um like feelers just for like feeling things and it turns out later it's an aerosol you know yeah I was surprised when I heard him I I saw this video or somebody referred me to it and he was saying it was an aerial assault but he wasn't showing why he was coming to that conclusion whereas you and I were pointing to specific things and saying well what the hell is this over here right we were using data and using evidence to back up our claims whereas he was just you know, going on the air and saying, I think it was a helicopter attack. So the point here is you and I were both looking at uh, flight radar and we were seeing these anomalies. And before we had the body cam stuff, a lot of it was estimating, well, what time is it in this footage that I'm looking at? I don't know exactly what time it is. And having to line these things up and we were synchronizing. You remember this? Yeah. We oh, this took some time. Footage. So guys, um, we ended up burning our own timestamps over a video because we knew right, when a certain right. sniper round took place and we knew they were lying. So we started establishing baselines like FBI investigators, right. but far, I think far beyond. I honestly think the FBI would just read our reports and be like, fuck son, 
y'all, let's just take a lunch break today because then tell no. Hub and John Cole and they already the got FBI it. The FBI knows exactly what happened. They knew what happened. Well, they were. And, we and would yet, also get intel that they wouldn't get because we'd be like interviewing. Like I'd interview people like they weren't even privy to interviewing because these people right. would like call me, you know. And there was like bits and pieces and i feel like it was all this crazy didn't you feel like it was like a real-time battle with aaron rouse we'll be back we got to go to a break aaron rouse was a special agent with the fbi he's a co-intel pro we're going to talk about him right when we get back This is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambella Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambella's Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, the Shepherd Ambella Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. He's forgotten more than most people know. If you've thought about it, he's done it. He once failed a high school course with an A+. He's Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. Special guest, Las Vegas shooting investigator into the helicopter activity. John Cullen is with us. John, I'm just gonna go crazy and ramble off a bunch of topics and we're gonna talk about Aaron Rouse. I'm gonna just trigger our minds with anything I can think of in the next 30 seconds, okay? All right, here we go. All right, um, the, um, the, the uh, crime scene footage was mocked up from the 61st floor and we know that because there was a 3d graphics pro that's like the best in the business that could check all the angles of all the buildings outside and we determined determined and he well he determined and then 
I watched all of his shit and redetermined like he's spot on. The shit was mocked up from the 61st floor. So they mocked up the crime scene. Um, the, the, there's another building in the Mandalay Bay called the Four Seasons, and it's a part of the hotel. It's owned by a different thing. It's Saudi and Bill Gates own. Uh, there's, uh, there was um, uh, dead bodies appear to be pulling out the, uh, a bunch of ambulances out of the Tropicana, like body after body after body in white sheets. There was footage of bodies all over the gaming floor, and then they come out with cover stories like, oh, they were just people sleeping, but they had like white sheets all over them, like perfectly. You know, well, um, Four the, Seasons. Yep. The four Seasons is a big piece. Four man. Seasons. That so let's get into that in a piece. little in a little bit. Um, but we got to blow through this. Okay, I'm, I'm going to trigger us for 30 more seconds. Um, Keep going. There was Laura Loomer found some uh, fucking parking ticket from some chauffeur or something, and it, and it proves something off the top of my head that Mary Lou Danley was somehow doing something. There's that Hag dude that they said sold the ammo and he was like this ammo guy from Arizona. But then it turns out <clears throat> you dig into his background and they never reported this. He's like some special remote control helicopter guy for like a top, uh, Boeing company or some shit. Right, right, and, right. and this, and then, and it's almost like they ran a control room out of 32-135, and they all escaped. Uh, Jose Campos, the security guard, was weird. He th said he thought he got shot with a BB gun, and this guy disappears. He goes to Mexico. Okay, go. Okay. Aaron Rouse. Well, Talk about it, Aaron Rouse first and then get into all that. Aaron Rouse? Well, Aaron Rouse is the FBI guy, and the FBI guy is standing behind Joe Lombardo at these press conferences as they're trying to tell everybody we got a, a single shooter. But you mentioned something a minute ago about the Four Seasons, and this is an aspect of the story that most people are just not aware of this, that the Four Seasons is in the same building as Mandalay Bay. And every time you see a picture of Mandalay Bay, you're also looking at the Four Seasons. The Four Seasons Hotel began at the 35th floor. And Stephen Paddock's room was on the 32nd floor, supposedly. So just three floors up, it's no longer the Mandalay Bay Hotel. It's now the Four Seasons Hotel. And the thing about that that's kind of strange is that the Four Seasons Hotel at the time was owned by Awalid bin Talal from Saudi Arabia, the, most, uh, the wealthiest guy in Saudi Arabia. And he was the largest single shareholder of Citigroup the largest single shareholder of Twitter. Right, so he's a pretty big character in the Wall Street world and has been on Maria Bartiromo's show and all that kind of stuff many times. So he is half owner of the Four Seasons with Bill Gates, and then the founder, Isidore Sharp, still was holding 10%. Today, Bill Gates owns the lion's share of Four Seasons. But Bill Gates and Awali bin Talal own the top of that. They own the Four Seasons Hotel, and what's interesting is you were talking about 9.47 p.m. And what we see at 9.47 p.m. is we see something happening at the Four Seasons Hotel. It looks like a window got shot out. And then later, much, much later in the investigation, when we had the body camera footage, one of the body cams had SWAT guys talking about another window was broken. And it appeared that they might be talking about a window at the Four Seasons. Now, why would they want to cover that up? Why would they want to cover up that something was happening up at the Four Seasons? Well, it turns out that October 1st, 2017 is the Muslim equivalent of Passover. It's the holiday called Ashura. And if you're a Muslim... Celebrating Ashura is a big deal. It's similar to when the Jews celebrate Passover. And that night was Ashura. And the story of Ashura to the Muslims is the same as the story of Passover. It's uh, Egypt and Exodus and Moses and all that stuff. So having Ashura dinner, looking out over the pyramid at the Luxor and the Sphinx, would be a great setting for the kids. That would be a great place to do a Shura dinner, looking out over the uh, the pyramid at the Luxor. Now, there was a lot of uh, people that in the 911 calls reported suspicious 
uh, Middle Eastern yes. looking people. There was Middle Easterns with guns. There was um, yes people with crazy cases. You, you did a report. You did a you did a nine one one call report recently. I did so many. It's on your website. Yeah, that one. Oh, but no, dude. you did one recently. Oh, that's yeah. phenomenal. That it, was it breaks like. It was very impressive. Yeah, except for then the FBI comes in in real time and like inserts like clips right in front of the real clips. So when you go to play them on the show, it ties up the whole show. I got to tell you about it. It's fucking nuts. But um, dude, okay, so ETS risk management. We heard about it when yes. I went on the Alex Jones show. They had open this lines. Was um, was I huge. was sitting there. This was the watershed moment. This was the watershed well, moment. It was you already Alex Jones. this was Alex Jones knew what he was getting himself into and he knows what level I'm at. They beefed up security. They um they well, had he said he heard from his hostage rescue team people. Dude, they they they, they I was gonna make a film on Vegas with Jones. Uh, he was gonna send me to Vegas. And um, you know, they like the security was high that day in InfoWords. They I guarantee the security bill that day was like 10,000 more. And they, they even put like a handgun next to us. Uh-huh. And, um, it was weird, dude. I'm pretty sure because they had open lines, Aaron Rouse called down there. And then because halfway through the broadcast, Jones leans over to me and he's like, dude, and he's like, sounds stressed as fuck. And he goes, yeah. we're not going to do that film anymore. I'm not going to get you killed over this. And that's what well, he said. He and then we came back from break. What was going on. Yeah. Like someone and gave him so, a message. Let me tell the audience what was happening. Cause I was watching you live. I saw the show and I'm watching live. And at that time you and I hadn't connected yet. So I'm watching, I'm listening and a guy calls in. His name is Zach. I remember clear as day. He calls in and shares with you and Alex that a company named ETS was on the ground in Vegas that day. Zach is an intelligence um, professional in the intelligence community that's kind of like a rogue cutout. Right. So he says ETS is on the ground in Vegas October 1st and that ETS is like a Saudi version of Blackwater. It's a private military contractor that does security and things of that nature. And he calls in to say, I can confirm that ETS was on the ground in Las Vegas that day. And that was the only real tip that I needed to start looking into who might have owned some of these helicopters. And and on that day, I'm basically laying out what I decided to do so Jones wouldn't get sued. And I'm a smart journalist. And so I wouldn't get sued or killed. Right. I laid right. it out as a theory. I called it a theory. And I said, is right. this going to be possible? And I showed all the radar data and I just presented it as a theory. I said, we're not calling names. We're not saying anyone's guilty. And literally there were calling out like helicopter companies and stuff. And, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. all just a theory. And, um, the thing is, is like, it was so demonstrated so well that, um, it started putting a lot of these pieces together. Is that right? Uh, too. Yeah, well, <clears throat> when something like this, you're looking for means, motive, and opportunity. And who the hell has got a whole bunch of helicopters to pull something like this off? Now, as much as you and I you know, are, are friends, we like each other, we work together, we may not agree on every single aspect of this, and that's okay. It doesn't mean I don't, you know... I don't lose respect for you because you and I don't agree on every well, single thing. Well, I don't know if we don't agree. I just... You and me, I don't know. I don't know if we haven't both came to total determination, or if, and we're right. still entertaining things, or if you're more determined than me. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. We'll be right back. John Collins, our guest. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, 
Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellus Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellus Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellus Show, with Shepherd Ambellus and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellus here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellus. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellus. Copyright 2020. He prefers Dogman over Bigfoot and Mothman. He once got in a fight with a pit bull and won. His passion for the truth is infinite. He is Shepard Ambellus, and you are listening to his show. Don't forget to support the network, ATN.Live. Go to the bottom, show some love on the bottom of the main page right there and uh, support the show. And our guest right now is John Collin, and we're talking about the Las Vegas shooting. It's one in one month from now. It will be the fifth anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting. And really, like, I'm doing this, too, for the uh, victims. And, um, you know, I just want to get to the bottom of uh, what's going on. So that's why I originally did it. Um, we were talking about the, um, helicopters. There's also shootings all over town. The, the, uh, four seasons, the Saudi, um, connection. There was also a weird photographer on the roof. There was, um, a couple, uh, suspicious characters involved, you know, that, uh, you know, we GPS their coordinates through their Facebook posts and found out they weren't where the mainstream said they were at that time. Um, there was, um, all sorts of, uh, shots popping off and, and reports of shots popping off people, pulling out guns and firing off shots, crowds running places, um, hotel rooms with bodies in them, gaming floors. There was a, a dude who was that dude that came through the Tropicana, some SWAT guy and someone thought he was the crown prince. Yeah, that that wasn't him. That wasn't the Crown Prince. First of all, Crown Prince would never be in the Tropicana. Crown Prince is going to be at the Four Seasons or at the Mansion. That's it. There's you know, there's only two places in town he's going to go. He's not going to the Tropicana. I won't go to the Tropicana. The Prince isn't going to go. All right. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Aaron. <laughs> so, so, so For the sure. net of it here is <clears throat> when you were on with Alex and this guy Zach calls in and says ETS was on the ground. I think you were on the show, what was it, October 29th? Is that right? Uh, I think it was Halloween. Was it Halloween? Yeah. It was the 31st? Mm-hmm. All right. I knew it was that weekend. So it was the last weekend in October. He says it's ETS is on the ground. I start researching it. 
And what I found out was that the Saudis had been training in Mesa, Arizona, in a whole bunch of helicopters that they bought from the United States. Which is probably only four hours away or something like that. You know, not even it's 275 three, miles, three and a half hours fly, or you know. some shit, you know? Yeah. Or two and a half hours. Yeah. And there's an airport between Mesa and uh, Las Vegas. There is an airport where they could have gone, landed, refueled, had a sandwich. and then Well, OK, so on. remember I interviewed an eyewitness and she saw three black helicopters that looked long and sleek now this might not have been the same helicopters but it sounds like part of the operation so like she she saw coming from that direction from west to east into the city down a very specific road through her neighborhood they almost knocked the roof tiles off her house i remember she said they were flying forcibly through the air like they had a like they were on a mission they were that's her exact words they were flying forcibly through the air like they were on a mission they were so low they almost knocked the roof tiles they were long and sleek um you know i'm thinking they were part of the mission maybe they dropped some other shooter somewhere something like that they weren't the ones that we kind of think were lurking behind the mandalay well i'm less suspicious of the ones of the particular aircraft uh, than you are so I think that that helicopter company actually did something good later on at 10:13 p.m. I think they were part of the exfiltration. But there's a video on my channel for those of you who are listening and want to kind of check some of the stuff out. There's a channel on YouTube called John E. Hoover, and one of the videos there is called "Las Vegas Shooting: Eyewitnesses Speak Finally." Las Vegas Shooting: Eyewitnesses Speak Finally, and you'll hear from people who were there. Asking about was this in helicopters? You Re- remember, real quick, Sweeney? John. Let me jump in for one second. You say exfiltration, sure. and I pointed this out on the Alex Jones show. Uh, wasn't there? We thought someone got exfilled from the roof of the Delano, like they made their way up. No, the... no, 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 no. <clears throat> so that that that's not. No, no, no. That didn't like. Um, like wasn't there happened? like something going like on the where like yeah, like a helicopter ended up going over the roof of the Delano, like something yes. went on. Yeah, and know? it looks like it. But it just doesn't seem practical yet, yet. We also have footage of police officers on the ground saying, is that a zip line? Oh, yeah, right. Bay. Right. And there was so there was people that say there's like people hanging from a, a zip line yeah. like they might have had zip lines like 30, 40 cops. stories. Up. These are cops, not just not just civilians. These are cops standing there going, is that a zip line? Is that somebody hanging from the zip line? For instance, an operative so could have a zip that. line from like the Mandalay to the Delano <laughs> and they could just go right over. Or or from the Mandalay down to the parking lot right. at the Lux or across the street. Right. You could fasten it to the bumper of a you know, a Land Rover or something and zoom and you're out of there. But the the eyewitnesses talk about it a, a, quite a bit. Um, but the, the biggest revelation was I was able to find footage of shots coming from room thirty two one thirty four, which is the little adjacent room that was next to the main room. And we can see shots coming from that room. You see them. But we don't see any gunfire coming from 32-135. And it's not and too many we, shots coming from there. Is that right, John? Isn't it only like right, here right. and there, single shots? Well, there's only eight. Right. So the Las Vegas Metro Police Department tells us that eight shots came from the little room. We can see three or four of them. We see them. <clears throat> see them coming from the room. You see the muzzle blast. You hear the shot. It's on the recording on the body cam. But there's no shots coming from 32-135 ever ever there's no footage of shots coming but if there's only eight shots fired from the other room and we got two or three of them on footage how do we have no shots from the other room on footage we got we got about six minutes left john um i'm just going to remind you of a few things um maybe try and talk about the um how they hid the uh, autopsy reports how steven paddock was yeah. like uh, like they switched this his body crazy. out and yeah, also also yeah. um uh how they how they um kind of made it everything like secret right so like you couldn't uh access anything like the judge made a secret yeah well so let's talk about these autopsies because this was a big part of the oh story. and the angle yeah right right so <clears throat> with the autopsies 
there was all kinds of things that were strange about the autopsy. And you started digging into the autopsy on Paddock, and you were pointing out inconsistencies between things like Basically, they grabbed a toothless bum, and they did an autopsy on him and said it was Paddock. And I'm not, I'm not sure that there's really a Stephen Paddock in the first place. Well, to tell you or, the truth. or if, or Stephen Paddock is in my opinion, how, it, how it would most likely work is he's affiliated with the CIA. So he's a, like a CIA operative, like a cutout and the character Stephen Paddock was the whole role he's been playing, but they mm-hmm. burned that operative and rolled him onto the next one or he retired, yep. you know, well, the guy who seems to be his brother. Well, because they had that FBI circling always, that other casino after the shooting, and and that was weird. Yeah, but it it always struck me as odd that the the guy that they keep bringing forward as his brother <clears throat> wouldn't want to talk to someone like me who's saying that Stephen Paddock didn't do this. I'm saying Stephen Paddock was the first victim, and if his brother was interested in querying Stephen Paddock's name. He would probably come on the show and say, what do you mean? You've hey, got evidence my brother didn't do His this? brother was wearing a shirt the first interview he did, and they yeah. came to his house, and it said something, something productions or something. I checked into it, and it ended up being um, this lady is, owns a production company, and and he's somehow part of it, and they do uh, like – like uh, mock-ups of crisis like drills, yeah. Yeah, yeah, crisis. Like they literally, he, it's it's literally this a guy, goddamn Stephen crisis Paddock's drill. Brother, the guy Company. who plays this role of Stephen Paddock's brother, who's so distraught, appears to also have been one of the people that was interviewed after the Oklahoma City bombing. Whoa! So they how's send in. Look, this is how they do it. Like, let me try to explain this to the audience real quick. There's CIA cutouts everywhere. They're embedded in the media. Sean Hannity could be one. Tucker could be one. Some random dude could be one. An intern could be one. People in different cities could be one. Stephen Paddock could be one. They need When they need a cover story, these guys jump into action and become their brothers. And they become this. And they become that guy. And then they run him as this guy. And they run him as that guy. That's right. Have either one of you tried to talk to Stephen Paddock's brother? Like you were saying, that makes a lot of sense. Have you ever reached out and tried I to? I did. I can't remember what. I, I can't remember if I had correspondence with him or someone I know did, I think, or something. Do you yeah, remember he anything? He seems to about- have a handler. He seems to have a handler. Yeah. So, but it, it, it turned out that the deeper I dove, the more this lead that you and Alex uncovered about the Saudis the more that started to bear fruit. And it seemed that the Saudis have a bunch of helicopters. They were we got to go. John yes. Collin, thanks. We got to do a, a show number two, part two. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, Chef. Shepard M. Bellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right. I make beats, all exclusive original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepard Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love.
check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellus Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellus Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellus Show, with Shepherd Ambellus and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. A T N A T N A T N A T N dot live. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.